Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Digitally Downloaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan, and I am going to be your host for today. With me, I have Matt, all the way from the distant land of Japan. That's me. I am in the homeland. Yes. Is it nice there? It's rainy. It's very nice. Well, that's pleasant. It's not typhoony, though, which is good. That's always a benefit, I guess. The whole, like, not being in horrible, horrible danger thing is quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Japan's been having a lot of typhoons so far, so I'm sure I'll have mm. one before I leave. But, um, yeah, so far it's just rain. That's, oh, you know what? That's great. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> just <laughs> not having, like, just terrifying weather events. That's really nice. <laughs> and we've also got Harvard with us here. Hello, Harvard. Hey, good morning, everyone. So, um, we're going to do a little bit of a quick news roundup, and then we're going to head straight into stuff. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, Katamari Damacy coming back, because that game is fantastic, and it's coming to Switch, and I'm going to like that game a lot. That game is real good. I already know that I'm going to like that game, because I've played it like a thousand times. It's colourful. <laughs> it's a very colourful, just happy game. It's from a period of time where like B-tier development games were like the thing, and I like yeah, that. Yeah, once upon a time, it was okay to be happy and colourful. Yeah, it was okay to like just be a video game with like one concept and not be like it's an open world game where you collect things and there's things. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like, hey, we're gonna make a game where you roll, and that's the entire concept, and I really like that. It's just a pleasant yeah. game. It's a very nice video game. Yeah. What would you? What's the thing that you're keen about as a result of news? Space Channel Five VR, which is cool, so cool. I'm a, I loved Space Channel back in the day. That was before Hatsune Miku took over the world. But um, yeah, that was... That they was did sort of like... They sort of called it with that though a little bit. They have. I mean, they haven't had a Space Channel for like... They haven't had a Space Channel for about three... Three generations. It's been ages. It's been like PlayStation 2 was the last one. So yeah, it's good it's coming mm. back. And in VR... And for people who haven't played Space Channel, it's basically like a rhythm game where you're fighting against aliens and it's like these dance-offs and it's really cute and charming and bright and colourful. A bit like Katamari, really. Very, yeah. very colourful. It's again from that period where they, there was like a very nice divide between like the AAA games and like the like, you know, reasonably like well-made games that were focused around a single concept. Yeah, it's it nice. was Cigarette at its best. Yep. Yeah. And then Harvard, what what would you say? Was be your news of the week. Both of you guys gave such like lighthearted and wholesome picks this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in on this game called The Midnight Sanctuary, which is releasing uh I think this month. And it's this indie Japanese horror game about this isolated village founded by persecuted Christians, and then like weird stuff have, starts happening and it's really scary and it's just great. It looks really great. And the art style is so unique compared to some of the other indie horror games we see. Um, if you're into that and need something to balance out your happy rolling game, then pick this one. This one looks good. Sounds like you've just like recounted Resident Evil 4, but instead of like horrible parasite things, it's just people. <laughs> and that scares me. <laughs> that scares me even more. Resident Evil 4, because you can't kill anything. Oh, no, thank you. No, <laughs> no, I like shooting things in that game. It's the best part of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're going to jump to some music really quickly now, um, and then we'll be right back in to talk about some uh, good old Switch goodness. 
Welcome back, everyone. Matt has finally convinced me to play Vocaloid music, and I've now chosen this one from the great pool of Vocaloid music I have in my computer now from downloading all these tracks. It's great. Forcing, forcing just... people to be with fans one, one, one at a time. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've actually got a new guest on the show as well. Um, Trent has arrived. Hello, Trent. Hello. I'm so, just like usual. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, how dare you? We did start the podcast recording about half an hour earlier, which was a bit of a struggle, I'm going to be honest, but that's all right. Um, so if you've been paying attention to the news this week, you'll know that there was a big old Nintendo Direct thing that happened, and that's pretty good because those Directs generally tend to have things in them, which is... <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. They do. They, they do generally have things in them. Um, they, and this one was like honestly... during a thing. Well, Nintendo the 10 News. Look, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to report on this in my way. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> How about so, we just make like some controversial statement like this was better than the E3? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was a good switch. It was good. a good direct, though. It was a real good direct, yeah. There was a Very lot of good, good stuff in it. I mean, it told us that Civ 6 is coming to Switch on 19th of November, which is like all I care about at this point. <laughs> We already knew that one. That was uh, unfortunately it was a little bit leaked. Yeah, because they had, remember they had to delay the direct a bit, and because they did um, that and the Yoshi game, they were both kind of leaked early. Unfortunately, so oh, that sucks. I didn't we know talked, there was an actual release date though. Uh, we actually talked about that in the the podcast last week. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah, we can talk about the fact that Final Fantasy VIII has just been completely ignored by history, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It's like Square Enix announced, what, eight different Final Fantasy games? And... <laughs> except for eight. <laughs> and except for, and, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII was left out of it. So we've got what? They Final chose Fantasy... Crystal Chronicles over eight. <laughs> no, Crystal Chronicles is good, though. I know it's eight good, but it's the but... It's not, it's <laughs> it's not very Final Fantasy VIII. I'm, I'm very upset by this, actually. Very upset. Because, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Final you can't play the worst Final Fantasy. Darn. Alan. <laughs> Alan. No, that's two. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like, uh, I mean, Final Fantasy VII is good. Final Fantasy IX is good. Final Fantasy X is great. Final Fantasy X-2 is even better. Final Fantasy XII is <laughs> brilliant. Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is great. And the best of all is Chocobo Dungeon is actually making a comeback, which is just... It, it, I'm bouncing yeah. right now just talking about it. Um, but uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, I'm very sad. Yeah, just imagine but... Square Enix. Like the guys were the guys from Nintendo came to the office and said, "Hey, do you want to put any games on the Switch?" And then one person was just, "Why don't we just put all of them on?" And there's one little person, the one little intern at the back says, "Except for eight, we don't do eight. <laughs> we don't talk about that time." <laughs> I don't know what it is because it's like that's exactly what's happened with the iPad as well. You can get every Final Fantasy basically ever made yeah, except was... for eight. It's the same with the PlayStation Four. You can get Play uh, Final Fantasy Seven and Nine, but not eight. And I don't know, either either, the, either there is a genuine hatred to Final Fantasy VIII amongst the people of Square Enix, or or they just can't do it for some reason. But that's, it, it's weird because it's you can play it on your PSP. It's possible that they just can't spell the word eight. <laughs> <laughs> or they've literally lost their only copy, so they can't actually copy it. <laughs> over. Oh, they've they done like a Kingdom Hearts up. situation, because they did that with Kingdom Hearts 1. They lost the source code for that and had to rebuild it. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if Square Enix just forgot how to make Final Fantasy VIII, and they're like, oh. <laughs> even they can't do that. From like a uh, piracy site, like Nintendo did with all those ROMs, apparently, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, well, but you can't now because that's illegal. 
Yeah, because that's all. They're all gone. That's the problem. Yeah, so now everything's screwed. (laughs) (laughs) There is a great story in this somewhere. A game developer who loses their source code and tries to find the emulation online, except they can't because they were the ones who persecuted out the the emulation. The emperor's (laughs) new clothes. Yeah, um, that that's really strange to me. That then, like, really hard pushing this whole twelve uh, eight doesn't exist situation, especially after how they've tried to bring back twelve so hard. Like, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, they might do another thing potentially where they, I don't know, like bring it back in five years and be like, it's the year of Final Fantasy eight, and then no one wants to be in that year because the game is all right, but. That that'll do. They're doing a HD remaster of it, and they're going to ruin it because just like they're going because Nomura doesn't know how to make anything anymore. Yeah, that that that, that HD remaster of Final Fantasy VII is looking like a a train wreck and a half. That is, they've spent like seven years on it now, and it's still only on the first like DLC part. (laughs) It's just like what? How does this happen? Huge though. Like it's going to be so enormous when it comes out. Oh, it'll be a big game, but, like, I just don't care. It's, I'm over it. <laughs> that game's got nothing behind it. Anyway, back to the Switch. Um, so we have Isabelle as a fighter in Smash Bros. now, which which the furry community uh, got really excited <laughs> over. I saw at least four tweets about that and was kind of like, oh, I'm really glad I have my images on news. Um, so that was <laughs> lovely. Um, but... I mean, I think we'll, we'll let Trent talk about this because I'm sure he's super excited about it, but Animal Crossing... <laughs> They're going to say because he's a furry. <laughs> Not for the furry part. <laughs> well, he is. Besides, well, we but... all know that Zootopia is where all the furries are, like the better furries. Anyway, so... Um... Jesus. <laughs> you know, like the fox and the rabbit. Like, come on. I do like, know the yeah. fox and the rabbit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Trent, <laughs> tell, me, tell me about Smish. The Smash. Okay. Or well, Animal Crossing. We're about Smash. We're talking about Animal Crossing. Like, the oh, biggest troll Nintendo has ever done was that trailer. Everyone's excited for Animal Crossing. They're so beaten down. They want it to happen. They're like, it's at the end of the direct. Maybe it will be revealed this one, but most likely not. It'll probably be the next direct. And then, bam, it's one more thing. And then it's like a, you know, like a video like they've made of, like, obviously custom built for the trailer itself so it's like oh maybe it's not the switch game but it's got isabella like talking about stuff and it's like yes maybe you know they're talking about you know how everyone's playing like this that is the mobile game and everyone's <laughs> playing smash brothers and then all of a sudden it's like here's a letter it's like yes it's gonna reveal the game and then it's like no she's joined the fight for smash yeah yeah i can respect that, I can respect that. <laughs> That's honestly like better than I expected them to do. I expected them just to say, "Hey, Animal Crossing exists," and then just leave, and which they kind of just did anyway. But you know, that game's gonna be fun. I like Animal Crossing. It's a very nice game to have. Well, it can't really show off much about Animal Crossing because it's pretty just basic. Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole the, the whole point of the game is to be bored, and um, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't make for the most exciting trailers. So it's probably best they're just like, "Yeah, we're doing it," and then yeah, everybody can get excited. It does mm. have some cool new activity, like, you know, we're probably going to be the mayor again. Maybe it's going to be a 3DS port, eh? eh? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I really um, hope it's not a 3DS port. I hope it's an actual game. Um, but, like, maybe, like, you know, you know, if there was some sort of new activity or something, they could, like, demo it and get people excited. That probably would be the way they'll go with trailers, so. Mm. 
and by new activity does they do mean you get to plant like vegetables or something I've always wanted like a Harvest Moon X Animal Crossing. Harvest Moon X Animal Crossing. Make it happen. That sounds great. That would be dope. Yeah, I'd play that. Also, Matt, here's some news from the director you'll enjoy. Splatoon's getting a Battle Royale mode. Wait, what? Are you serious? Is that not, is that not what they said? Is, is that actually happening? I, I thought that was a meme. I saw that on Twitter. I thought it was a meme. <laughs> was it a meme? I don't actually know. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. It's very likely to be a meme. That. Surely it would it's not be surprise a meme. me. Like, it has to be. There's no way they're doing that. Let me see. <laughs> Mind you, I wouldn't pass, put it past Nintendo to combine two of the most painfully annoying things I've ever done played <laughs> together into one just to really... Matt just really enjoys maybe, maybe it is a meme. The only news article that I saw that's doing it is the, guy, is the Telegraph and maybe... Maybe, maybe the Telegraph just got memed. memed. <laughs> just got memed. I, I, yeah. I think the Telegraph got memed. I don't think that's actually happening. Oh, well, is, however, DD exclusive scoop. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, is, yeah. what is definitely happening because it's already there is Cities Skyline. That was a yeah. heck of an announcement. And it just, yeah. it like, they announced it and it's there on the same day. And it's like, oh my God, City's on the go, which is just. It's great. everything I've ever wanted. It's the real SimCity. It's the only SimCity that I will respect at this point. And it's amazing. And I can't, I've got to download it on my Switch. I haven't actually played it yet. I need to find some time to. But I'm in Japan and I'm actually thinking about playing the Nintendo Switch game. There you go. That's how much I love. <laughs> that's how much I love City. It's so a really so good excited. game, though. To be fair, I'm so excited. It's so the good. best part about Skylines is when it first came out. It came out straight after Sim City, and everyone's and Sim City was like everyone was upset. To, yeah, everyone was upset because Sim City turned out to be crap. Like, and the EA was like, could just tweak it so easily to make it awesome. And then they're like, no, sorry, lol. And then suddenly City Skylines came out, and everyone's like, hang on a minute, this is an indie game. It's actually quite polished. It's doing everything we want from Sim City. Let's and now it's on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's just play this instead. It's great. And actually, the Switch one of uh, City Skyline actually has two of the DLCs in it as well. So you're getting extra bang for your buck and all that stuff, which is great. Can't wait to really get stuck into it. And also, mm. also while we're on top of some really awesome games that are now landing on Switch, Armello. Armello, yeah, that's such Armello. a good pick. That is the perfect game for the Switch. I wonder if they'll let you play multiple people on one console. Like, you can just pass the Joy-Cons around. That'd be awesome. Well, I mean, Civ's doing that now, which it would make sense, because you can treat it like a board game now. Like, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think that'd yeah, be a really, really good time. There's those board games coming out for the Switch. How cool oh, is yeah, that? Also, yeah, also Catan, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, the Switch I is getting that. more and more cool. Catan? Yeah, Catan's yeah, coming to Switch. Oh, All that's so cool. Euro games, like, um, Kakasan's coming to Switch, and... Munchkin, if you want to play that on Switch, it's on Switch now. It's, mm. yeah. Really? Yeah, they added a whole bunch of really cool stuff. That's so cool. What a direct. Yeah, what a direct. And with that, I reckon that we will cut to some music. So I'm thinking after that, we play some Splatoon music. Just No!
and welcome back. We're going to talk about some Sony stuff right now because the TGS has just been quite full on. Um, it's been very, very good as well. We've actually been quite, I would say, you know, lucky to have, you know, two events like this just so back to back to each other and having such a good selection of games. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about what I really enjoyed seeing, and that was the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice uh, trailer that they released. That game looks phenomenal. I'm really excited. They've got like wall jumping and stuff like that in it now. So it's like they've actually learnt about all the horrible, horrible movement stuff from Dark Souls and been like, well, maybe we can fix that, which is fantastic. I'm really excited for it. It looks really, really cool. Um, and if you haven't seen it, the trailer yeah, is about, you know... I'm so not. Sh- I'm still not sure about that one. Unfortunately, it's because of Activision, but yeah, it's yeah. Activision. <laughs> you can buy loot boxes, but they're actually Japanese cherry blossoms that why? fall. The petals fall down, Matt, and they why? give you loot. <laughs> why on earth? I don't. I don't understand why. Firstly, um, from software would want to work with Activision, and secondly, why Activision so would want to work with a Japanese published developer. It's so weird. They just. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm very confused by this. Still. Yeah. Seriously, makes no sense. But you know, the game looks good from all accounts that I've heard of people playing it. Plays good, so you know. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's, it's fine. It's I'm, I'm sure it's fine. It's just weird. It just weirds me out. It, like, it, I don't get it's it. It's obviously a PR experience for Activision to get people to love them again. No, because they're fighting with EA right now, and I don't think anyone can hate EA anymore. So <laughs> it's sort of like they're they're just stomping on EA at this point. But then Activision's also still bad, so it's like not a good situation. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. Um, Matt, what would you say is your most uh, anticipated thing from the show this this time around? Okay, I've got two. Firstly, Mary oh Rose gosh. coming to Dead or Alive Six. Yay! Mary Rose is the bestest character in Dead or Alive Six. Is starting to shape up finally after putting me <laughs> off completely at the start. Um, they announced the characters I want, so I'm happy now at the moment. I get to play it soon because I get to play it at TGS and I get to have an interview with the director. So I'm going to ask him the hard questions. You can be sure. Like how hard can I be when playing this game? Oh, well done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm proud of that one. (laughs) I'll give you you points for that one. Well done. Um, The other one and a slightly more serious note, I guess the one that I'm really excited for is the Yakuza Studios new one. um, Yeah. Which is called Judge Eyes. And Judge Eyes slash Project Judge. Judge. Yeah, Judge Eyes is looking so good, and it's just everything. Yakuza. <laughs> well, no, it's not because it's really? like it, it's it, it's it's like Yakuza, but it's not. It's um, it's the same kind of methodology, I guess, in how to create a game, but it's a very different focus. And it reminds me a little bit more of Sleeping Dogs, kind of. Well, the it's thing kind of I like the, about the, it, the cop angle to it, doesn't it? It's yeah, got like that yeah. crime yeah. solving thing. The thing I really love about it is uh, they've once again gone and got some of uh, Japan's best known or beloved actors to um, do the full face scan. And uh, they're immediately recognisable to Japanese people. Um, I showed my wife, actually. There's a preview of it in the Famitsu that was out this week. And I showed my wife it and she was like, oh, I know this guy and I know this guy and I know this guy. So... um, That's so cool. I, I just love how this studio... Uh, this Sega studio manages to convince Sega to let them throw all this money at getting celebrities to do all the, the acting because Yakuza has that as well. Um, mm. They always have you know, actors that are well-known for Yakuza films in their Yakuza games. And this one looks like it's going to be the same, only it's more about obviously um, 
judging uh, uh, crime. <laughs> judging crime with solving. your eyes. Crime solving. Crime solving. Great. I can't wait. I'm really. Can we go with judging with your eyes instead, please? <laughs> judging yeah. with your eyes. <laughs> oh, I love that. And, yeah, the game looks um, really cool. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait for it. And then we're just one other one is the um, Square Enix is bringing that RPG to. Um, Last Remnant. I'm sorry again. Last Remnant, that's the one. I've, mm. I've actually wanted to play that for quite a while, never have, and now I get to, which is great. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I've, it's it. one of those games I just didn't code. find. They found the code for it, but they still can't find the code for Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I don't blame them. Arvin, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is something that you've taken away from the big old, big old show? Um, I'm pretty excited. I know what's we don't. Just talk, I know we talked about it on Switch as well, but Crystal Chronicles Remastered that was a very slept on game. And I think the reason why it was slept on was because when they first made it for the GameCube, you needed to have four Game Boy Advances to connect to your GameCube, and no one was able to play it multiplayer. <laughs> Who has that? Exactly. Who's right? this game made for? Made it. For Switch. Like if you could get like Game Boy games, like G- Game Boys, and plug it into the Switch GameCube adapter, and then play Crystal Chronicles the way it was meant to be played. That sounds extremely dumb, but also now I need to do it. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually did play Crystal Chronicles with my two brothers, um, and we all had Game Boy Advances, and we actually had those connector points. So we. Played I am so impressed, man. That's actually amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really good. It was actually good fun. Uh, very light RPG, but having your inventory and stuff on the second screen. Was especially back then, it was a really nice, neat little feature. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it still manages to capture some of the fun when you've only got one screen to work with. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that sets apart from other four player RPGs, like if you're playing Diablo 3 with some friends, is that Crystal Chronicles is built around that teamwork experience. It's really like mm. overcooked X RPG. And then everyone's trying to yell at each other, be like, cast a spell now, move the bucket here. It's like, it's great. Move the bucket here. Oh, it- <laughs> You're, you're... So the, the... High tension, high stakes gameplay. <laughs> no, 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 Matt. Explain what the bucket means. Oh, so you had to carry this kind of crystal thing around, and anything outside of a, uh, it created like a, a shield, a force field shield that protected oh. you from some miasma outside. So that was the kind of mechanic of forcing everybody to keep their group of characters together. If you were at, went outside of uh, a certain radius of the bucket, um, you would die. So, oh. uh, basically, what you do, we, we, the way we played it was, we gave one of my brothers the role of carrying the bucket around, and they couldn't do much else because you couldn't <laughs> fight while you're carrying the bucket. <laughs> so that poor bugger, he was very, uh, he was bored when he was playing a bit um, because all he was doing was carrying a bucket around. But because he um, was the bucket boy, <laughs> he was the bucket boy, and uh, yeah, but it, it was a clever, it was a clever mechanic because otherwise everybody would have just gone off at their own direction. Yeah. Yeah, and then Trent, what would you say is something that you are excited for outside of the old uh, TGS Sony stuff? See, see, I'm sort of like the boring because like everyone said mine. Like, I, you know, Crystal Chronicles, obviously, I get on the Switch, but you know, that being announced at the PlayStation event as well, and obviously it was going to be in the direct as well um, if it hadn't been delayed. Um, yeah, that that was something which I'm definitely excited for because I, I really wanted to play Crystal Chronicles when it was first out, but I never did. So, you know, a lot of the games which, you know, were revealed both from Sony and Nintendo are things which are like, hang on a minute, these are things which are old and, you know, a lot of people have played them, but there are a lot of games which I've missed out on from a generation. So I'm going to be picking them up, like almost Final Fantasy games. Like, I haven't played any of them, 
like you know, I'm excited to relive them. And also, uh, just going to mention, um, World of Final Fantasy is coming out on the Switch. I knew when I bought the Vita version earlier this year that it's going to come out on the Switch. I'm like, I told you guys, and it did. I'm really cut about that. <laughs> um, but um, otherwise, yeah, the UK, uh, Kusa uh, Studios game as well is you know something I'm excited for. So they're both uh, things which have all been co- covered in the podcast, unfortunately. So yeah, well, I think there's some very sort of standout things that have happened as a result of TGS, was, which is always good. There is um, uh, Square Enix has also announced another new project called Rune Prelude Rune. Uh, at the moment, all we've got is literally a concept art of it, but it's enough to get. Excited is that the new? Is that the new RPG by that? Um... Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget the the um, designer's name, um, but yeah, it looks really cool. I saw that too and was like, "Oh, this looks nice." It's a studio <laughs> founded by the Tales series brand manager yes. Hideo Baba. Yeah, so, that guy. Yeah, be good. that's going to be really good. That's looking really yeah. good. I mean, just I mean, looking really good. It's got one screenshot, one uh, concept art, but I'm excited. Very for excited. sure. And uh, on that note, I think we might cut to some music a little bit. Um, we're going to play some music from Final Fantasy VIII in honour of our fallen eight.
And welcome back. Um, so this week's been quite a good week if you're into sports games, which is fantastic because I am, and that's all that I care about right now. Um, I picked up NHL 19 yesterday, uh, and that game is, is real good. It's a real good hockey game. If you are at all interested in ice hockey at all, you will really enjoy this. Um, I do the thing where I jump from, you know, two years of gap. So I played 17, for example, for two years, and then I've moved to 19 now. Um, and that's been quite a big jump in quality, to be quite honest. Um, the skating's been improved marginally, like, a lot. Oh, not marginally, then. Uh, it's been improved <laughs> a lot. My brain's not working. Um, the skating has been improved a lot. It's fantastic. There's a lot more animation now, so it's a lot smoother. The on-puck play is also fantastic now. Um, it just it feels a lot more reactive rather than moving through pre-cycled animations which is really, really nice to see. Um, and they've also added this new mode called World of Chell, which is probably, like, my favourite thing that they've done. So it's sort of like a online, create a character, go around, play different modes, and just do stuff and get unlockable clothing for all your favourite teams and stuff like that. Which means, of course, there are loot boxes, so heads up, like every sports game nowadays, it's going to have loot boxes or microtransactions or anything atrocious like that. Um, it is better than 2K, though. It's a little bit, like, lesser egregious than 2K. Um, so, yeah, this game's really, really fun. If you are interested in hockey at all, go pick it up. It's good. I rate it so far. I've played yeah, about two I hours. <laughs> I haven't played a hockey game since the PS3, actually. I should pick up one. Yeah, it's they're really, really good fun. They're very, very hard to get into because the stick controls are a bit, like, all over the place if you've never played one before. But uh, I really I enjoy it. I actually discovered ice hockey because of video games way back when. No, I can I never, that. I never really knew about the sport, and then I picked up one of the... 94? <laughs> one of the ice hockey games on the, in the Nintendo 64, actually. Um, oh. Actually, no, it was Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh, Gretzky Hockey. Yeah, that's Gretzky a good game. Hockey. Yeah, I picked that up, and I discovered I quite actually like hockey. And then I decided to play one of the more serious simulations, um, which I think was Breakaway, <laughs> I think it was called. And, yeah, and yeah. Breakaway, which was 98, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. So yeah. I played it a lot, and then I, yeah, I discovered I liked ice hockey. I have a problem with the more recent ice hockey games because they are so complex in terms of the controls. But um, EA's mm. last one that I did play, which was on the PS3, like I said, I can't remember which, but 90, uh, 2015, I think. <laughs> 93 on the 2000, <laughs> on the 2000 um, PS3. <laughs> But it did have an awful lot of different customization options, right mm. down to you being able to play it like you would on the Super NES, which is like a button to pass and button to shoot, and that's about it. So, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Can be very if complex. you ever use that control scheme, though, you are going to lose every single game online and also offline. <laughs> like, well, like off- off- <laughs> offline, it adjusted the difficulty of the opponents, I think, um, from memory because oh. yeah, it was quite playable um, just with that two button control. Online, I wouldn't have bothered, but I never play online. Yeah, online, you would get just dumped on because <laughs> so much of this game is reliant on deking at this point um, and moving your stick around for defensive stuff, which, by the way, they've revamped defensive work. So now defense is a lot more fun to play. It's great. <laughs> you can actually, like, control your sticks moving the entire time just to, like, make sure that you can actually cover different areas of the of the puck, which is fantastic. It makes so much that- sense. <laughs> I, I will say that I think that's a problem that applies to pretty much all modern sports games. Um, they all seem to be overly complex. Or not all of them, actually. Most of them. Uh, NBA is certainly mm. way too complex. Even oh, 2K is just a, 
it's a schmozzle of understanding that game. <laughs> I mean, I like basketball in principle, but I can't play the video games because they just confuse the hell out of me. Um, FIFA, unfortunately, is going that way as well. It's a little bit too FIFA is so good, though. It's getting it better and better every year. It's so good. I, I think I prefer... And they've added a Battle Royale mode, Matt. <laughs> I think they've I literally prefer... added a Battle Royale. <laughs> I, I think I prefer Pez uh, still. I find hmm. the way it controls to be a little bit more straightforward. Uh, unfortunately, Pez has lost basically every license. <laughs> so yep. um, it's pretty much an unlicensed, unlicensed game these days uh, compared to the FIFA you can ones. Play so, everyone's favorite player, Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. He's my well, favorite player for, for <laughs> Real Madrid. Apparently, um, because I mean, the main license that was sustaining Pez was the UEFA Champions League. And mm. apparently, the sales of this year's game has dropped by like. 50% because they lost that license. So yep. sad days for Pez. Um, but I will say that the one sports game that's come out, they all seem to come out at the same time every year. But the Literally, one I... yeah, it's the mid-September rush where it's FIFA, Madden, NHL, and um, the MLB games occasionally as well. Yeah, and F1. F1. And F1. Yes, yeah, I love a... my F1. Fantastic it's so good game this year. Game. It is so good. So good. Yeah. Um, for those of you who've never played an F1 game before, these are not racing games. They are F1 games. Yes. So if you oh, do not yeah. know how to do F1, you will be in a world of pain. They are way complex. <laughs> like, the, the tactics and stuff that you can apply to them, though, because you can really, yeah, uh, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's deep. It's rich. It's yeah. good. If I you don't it. know how to do a correct pass, you will be in a bad place. And if yeah. you don't know what blocking is, then you're going to be also in a bad place, like I was. Yeah. When I first played it, when I was like eight, or nine. like why am I getting penalised? I've done nothing wrong. Yeah, it's like I just want to race fast, but I've got to do all this thinky stuff. It's terrible. Yeah, I actually have to do a racing like theory, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that game's really, really good fun. And but the masters have been working on it for like the last six or seven years, and they're all just very good at their job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely and it looks fantastic. Of, it does, and it, they've absolutely nailed the sense of speed. Um, because F1 is the, the fastest of racing games, uh, racing sports, as far as I'm aware. Um, they get crazy fast. And, yeah. Um, they've really captured that perfectly in this game. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's amazing. And the other thing is it can't be easy making these games because most racing games have a certain number of tracks, right? But the F1 season is longer than that <laughs> than most racing games. So you end up getting so many tracks to race on because they have to put them all in there. Um, yeah. And, yeah, this year uh, there's... One new one, I think, is there? As we all agree, though, the worst track in the entirety of F1 is Albert Park. And I, I really... Oh, Melbourne is such a disappointing start. It's such a nothing... That... It is a nothing track. It's so yeah. bland. It's boring, I know. It used to be better when it was in Adelaide. This is not even just like someone who lived in Adelaide saying that. <laughs> like, the track in Adelaide was dope. Yeah, the Melbourne <laughs> track is pretty boring one, I find, too. Um, It's not a good way to start the season. Like, welcome to the the fastest motorsport in the world with the worst track in the world. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm quite happy with the Singapore track. I like that they've added Singapore to the year. Yeah. And, and the way they do it at night it, as like a night street race is, is different. Does it, does it have rain? How's the rain in the game? Like, do they, does it really affect the driving at all? Or? Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. That's all I yes. care about. I'm into if, it. <laughs> if it starts to rain during the race and you don't hurry and get slicks on, um, you're in all kinds of trouble. I love oh, that. That's talking about so the wheels, you have to change your wheels <laughs> for people who are maybe not so familiar with F1. Um, 
Yeah, they have. See, they have sort of fun, but it sounds like way too complicated. Like I, I'm sort of like you know, I like I like Forza. I like going to the bare basics. If the game makes me like even change anything, I'm just like, no, I don't want to do this. Like I hate the snow levels and stuff <laughs> in Forza. This is like, oh no, my car's suddenly crap. But I want to drive this. I just want to drive a car around a nice countryside, which I can because Forza Horizon Four is coming out, and the demo is out now. And you can play as James Bond in the final <laughs> game. What really? Yeah, they've really? um, Yeah, it's it's a crossover event. You're not a, you're not just trolling me. You can actually. I'm, play at, terms of I'm not trolling you. I saw this on the news. That might be a troll against me. <laughs> Why is everyone um, getting trolled with news? First, how are they now? There's a bad news there. <laughs> no, yeah, Forza Horizon Four gets James Bond Day One DLC. Yep, brilliant. <laughs> can I just ask why? Um, uh, because because. <laughs> Like when when you're driving, you're not actually usually usually looking at your character. And I've always found it weird that all these racing games are now starting to throw customizable customizable helmets in and stuff. Because yeah, why? No, I I wish that. So the Isle of TT, um, the Isle of Man TT game that came out a while ago was fantastic, and it had that sort of customization stuff in it, which was the only time I was like, yeah, I can see this being a cool thing because I can see my driver. Horizon has crazy cutscenes, like it's all like a party mode. It's stuff Matt wouldn't appreciate because it's too hipster and young. It's basically, you know, the it's not cool enough, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- I'm really not cool enough with Forza. I know that. I'm I'm just, I'm just sitting here in my corner playing F1 because I'm too nerdy. Because it's a real man sport. Yeah, I, I'm too I'm too nerdy to play a real a real video. Yeah, F1 is like D and D. Forza is like you know. I don't know, like some some easier board game. Like we're not playing frat party. <laughs> frat party. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure it's like the whole Forza Festival thing. Oh yeah, like I've been to a festival that looked exactly like that, and it was just very strange. <laughs> it's a very nice thing to go to. But yeah, so sports games are this year's pretty good. It seems pretty good. Um, I do want to try and see if Madden 19 is any good, but I've not played a Madden game in like four years. So can I'd you just imagine how very... much they're going to be? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, well, we'll see how we go with that. Apparently, actually, the EA basketball game is not so terrible this year. Oh, the NBA Live. Yeah, so apparently there's finally competition in basketball, which is good. I always That's think really that good. every sports franchise needs a competition. Like, they, they, they just do better when there's two rather than one. Um, yeah, like FIFA, FIFA is so much better than it could be because it has to compete against pairs. And I think, uh, like, compete I think, in quotation marks now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, which is why I'm really disappointed for Pairs because I think it's good. Uh, I think Madden and Ice Hockey, I know you like this year's Ice Hockey, but I think EA doesn't have the quite the same incentive to improve year on year. Because oh, yeah, they have no reason to improve it because they've got nothing to compete like, against. And Sony, yeah. especially, actually, with the baseball one, is the worst because they, they just don't need to improve the baseball game, um, MLB. Because they haven't got any real competition. So I, I mm. think competition's good. And I think it's great that EA seems to have called up NBA. So, and 2K actually has some competition now. Maybe they can mm. fix fix their loot box thing now. Maybe. Um, I think we're going to end this section with the fact that in NHL 19, you can uh, customize your big hit emote. So when you hit someone, your character will say something. And for example, you can say something like, get wrecked in French. And I really like that. And sit down in French, as well as go warm the bench in English. So that we've reached the peak of games, to be quite honest. We can stop games now. It's all good.
Instead and of closing we... music, can we just um play those sound bites over and over? <laughs> I'll find a way. <laughs> Does it have yeah. dancing though? That's the most important thing. Yeah, you have emotes, yeah. Does when it have you fights? A goal. Yes, it does have fights. Of course it does. This is a hockey game. That's it's, nice. It's PG fights for mild violence and coarse language. <laughs> fights are good. If you don't have fights, there's no point playing a hockey game. Yeah, because it's part of the game. It's like dominating the other team. It's great. Does it anyway. get wrecked, No. I don't believe so. You can play outside, though. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we'll see you all next week. Thanks for being on the show, everyone. It's been a good week. We're all going to go and lead our lives. Matt's going to go adventure in Japan. I'm going to go and play an accordion. I don't know what Harvard and Trent are going to do. They're probably going to have fun somewhere. I'm assuming. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's all right. All right. See you all next week.